0: He's faithful. And so, um, with that being said, um, I thank the Lord for bringing us back again um, on the evening worship. Um, Today, we're going to continue our book, our study in the book of Acts. And today, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 23, starting at verse 23. Again, Acts chapter 23, starting at verse 23. We have been learning about Paul before the council, before the Jewish council, then he also before the the Roman tribune. And so it's a lot going on right now is that Paul is brought before them um, because of the Jews disgusted about the thing that Paul has been teaching and things that Paul has been doing. And so they are trying their best to stop the proclamation of the gospel. They do not want the gospel to go forward. So today we're going to get introduced now to the Governor Felix and what his role is going to be in this. So let me start our reading Acts chapter 23, verse 23. If anybody, anybody need a Bible, I will ask the Bible if anybody need one. All right. Acts 23, verse 23. Then he called two of the centurions and said, get ready, 200 soldiers with 70 horsemen 200 spearmen to go as far as Caesarea at the third hour of the night. Also provide mounts for Paul to ride and bring him safely to Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter to this effect. This letter is going to Felix. And to share with him what's happening in Paul, what's going on with Paul, and you guys remember real quick is that there are many men, 40 men are out to kind of plot against to try to kill Paul. And Paul nephew shared it with them. So this is kind of what's happening. So they want to let Felix know hey, this is who Paul is. This is what's going on. So listen to this. Claudius Lysia to his excellency, the governor Felix. Greeting. This man was seized by Jews and was about to be killed by them when I came upon them and a soldier and rescued him. Having learned that he was a Roman citizen and designed to know the charge for which they were accusing him, I brought him down to their council. I found that he was being accused about questions of the law, but charged with nothing of deserving death or imprisonment. And when it was disclosed to me that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once, ordering his accusers, Also, to the state before you what they have against him. Verse 31 So the soldiers, according to their instructions, took Paul and brought him by night to Anticipatus. And on the next day, they returned to the barracks, letting the horsemen go on with him, when they had come to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor. They presented Paul also before him. On reading the letter, he asked what province he was from. And when he learned that he was from Sicilia, he said, I will give you a hearing when your accusers arrive. And he commanded him to be guarded in Herod's uh, Petrullium. Chapter 24, verse 1. And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and his spokesman, one is Tertullus. They laid before the governor the, the case against Paul, and when they, and when he had summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, "This. This is what they're saying about Paul. Since through you we, since through you, we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, reforms have been made for this nation. In every way and everywhere, we accept this with all gratitude. But to detain you no further." I beg you and your kindness to hear us briefly, for we have found this man a plague. They call Paul; they say he's been a plague, mm. one with, who stirs up riots among all the Jews, throughout the world, and is a ringleader of a set of Nazareans. I'm gonna come back to the word Nazarene um, shortly. He even tried to profane the temple. You guys remember? He, brought, he brought a guy from Ephesians in the temple. But we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about uh, everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge, affirming that all these things were so. Verse 10. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied. Every time Paul replied, it's always with bars, right? Paul did have an opportunity to defend himself. Let's hear what Paul says here in verse 10. Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. And they did not find me find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you. That according to the way, let's get good right here, y'all. According to the way which they call a set, I worship God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written by the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Now, after several years, I came to bring on to my nation and to present offerings. While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple. Without any crowd or tumult, but some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation should they have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves say what, what, what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Other than this, one thing I cried out while standing among them. It is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on the trial before this day. Verse 22. But Felix, having a rather accurate knowledge of the way, put them off saying, when Lysia, the tribune, come, come down, I will decide your case. Then he gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody, but have some liberty and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs. After some days, Felix came with his wife, Jusela, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul, heard him speaking, speak about the faith in Jesus Christ Jesus, and as he reasoned about the sin righteousness and self-control in the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get the opportunity, I will summon you. At the same time, he hoped that money would be given to him by Paul. So he sent for him often and conversed with him. When two years had elapsed, Fetus was succeeded by Percius Festus and designed to do the Jews a favor. Fetus left, left Paul in prison. I know was a lot that I read, but let me. Let me bring all this together by God's grace and, and, and walk through this text together here now. Let me pray for us. Uh, our Father God is in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord we, help you, Lord. We, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us understand your word. Let your word build us up and conform us more to Jesus. Help us, Lord. Let, let this word right here be profitable for the life of the believer, that we can glorify you in every aspect of our lives. So, Lord, we ask you to be here with us. In Christ. Let me pray. Amen years ago some of you guys might know um, I had a, a good friend named Tulip. Do you guys know Tulip? Show of hands how many people know Tulip? Alright. Tulip was my donkey. I had a donkey named Tulip and the reason why I got don- the donkey Tulip was for her because I was interested in getting a sheep for me. I want to own a lot of sheep. Raise my own sheep uh, for various reasons and so one thing that's good for actually protecting sheep it's actually donkeys. Donkeys actually are, they, they don't too much care for uh, 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 types of canines. So donkeys would actually stump out canines or wolves and coyotes. So I got the actual donkey to protect the sheep. So the donkey was working for me for the sheep, but at the same time, though, the donkey didn't too much care for me. So what I bought them for to actually do a work for me but they didn't do too much care for me. They had me thinking about this text. That even with these Roman government, you have the Jews right here before us as well. That the Jews doesn't care too much about Paul, but Paul, but the Romans as well. But the Romans are going to be used to protect Paul. Let's just show you the wisdom of God. God can allow his people to even be cared for by the enemies always have always been against them. God can turn enemies and use enemies for your good. And we're going to see that here today, how Paul is before this government and see how God's wisdom is in this. And then think how Paul is just so calm. He didn't throw shots at him. He didn't try to do things and try to steal off on them, throw them hands on them or whatever the case may be, pulling hair out and all that. He didn't try to do any of that. What Paul did was that he trusted the Lord and the Lord is going to use an enemy for Paul's good. How do you know this? We're going to do it in three points. Paul on the way to Felix. Paul and accuses before Felix. And point number three, Felix ordered Paul to be kept in custody with their liberties. Point number one, Paul on the way to Felix. The Roman army now is putting people in place to protect Paul. You guys remember the nephew gave him the word. The nephew said, hey. Paul, I mean, his hey, nephew heard that they was going to kill Paul and going to plot and try to kill him. There's going to be 40 men going to try to plot and kill him. And so Paul's nephew gave word that the Jews were plotting against Paul to kill him. So the tribune called two centurions. One centurion, I believe, is over, you guys know the language. I think one centurion had like over 100 soldiers under him. So there's two centurions here. So, there's a lot of people that's going to be involved. So, it tells you right here, it says right here, get ready 200 soldiers, right? With 70 horsemen and 200 spearmen. Kids, you guys know on Assassin's Creed, the spear, that's what he was getting. He got some spearmen as well as involved with this. So, get 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, 200 spearmen to go as far as Caesarea at the third hour of the night. These Jews won't touch on him this night. 40 Jews were not going to come against no Roman soldiers. And so the Roman soldiers saw, saw Paul as a Roman citizen. Their priority was to take care of this Roman citizen. And if any Jew come against them, I mean, any Jew come against them, those Romans would kill them on the spot. So the Roman soldier wasn't going to let anything happen to Paul. Again, it's amazing how God uses unbelievers for his good. Paul is protected by Unprofessing unbelievers But professing believers Are trying to kill them Um, But Unprofessing unbelievers Are protecting A one that the believers should be protecting Right So called believers So the Jews are professing To be true followers of the Lord Or actually attacking someone That's holding on to the truth of the Lord Family. I have seen so much around in our way, how the Christian church have slandered each other. All over social media, we have seen it. With the whole issue with CRT, with the whole issue with feminism, with all these things is happening, we're seeing churches just, just devouring each other over social media. Churches! And brothers in Christ! And family. Even in our town, we see churches are Fighting against each other. In our state, churches are fighting against each other. Family, a lot of time the churches look more like unbelievers than unbelievers. But we the main ones on Sunday clapping our hand, praise the Lord. But family, if we can't trust each other and have each other, family, who do we have? It breaks my heart so much people leave churches because of church people acting like unbelievers. And I'm not saying that we all don't fall short. Yes, we all in this room fall short. But family, we understand what forgiveness means. We understand what reconciliation means. We understand what caring for one another means. We understand what those things mean. But the world doesn't understand. But family, we have an opportunity to present that to the world. And family, we make a mess of it. Family, when will we be the church? can we be this church? Can we be a church of believers that are truly protecting other believers? I would tell him brother Rod, the other day, I said, one thing about it is that, Hey, Rod, me and you might disagree, but guess what, brother? Nobody else better not talk about you because of my brother. And the same thing about Greg, Elasia, and everybody else in this room. We should be one family that we are defending each other and caring for each other. I'm not saying defending each other for doing something wrong. We're defending for one another, for us standing for truth. We should be standing for truth together. Can we be that people? Because right here we see the Roman government, unbelieving government, is actually being better of a church than these these professing, believing Jews. Because Paul even talks about it in the message. So God didn't stop protecting Paul by just separating him from the Jews and having a tribune protect him. But now the Lord let the governor of Felix get involved. Even the governor get involved with this. High priest Ananias, now you don't have a chance now to do anything to Paul. Because Paul now is before, about to be before the governor of Felix. And it in a letter. And I just read the letter. The letter right here is from Claudius Lysia to His Excellency Governor Felix greeting the man was seized so he's sharing what he was seized by that the Jew was trying to kill him and right now is that verse 28 and designed to know the charge for which they were accusing him I brought him down to the council because right now about the resurrection that isn't enough sentence to cause the man to be put to death because I disagree on the resurrection that's not enough to put the man to death so he wrote a letter that said that right now We want you to see this because he's a Roman citizen, because his accusers doesn't have a legitimate reason to be put him to death. So the letter was sent to Felix, and they sent Paul to Felix to Caesarea. You remember, too, before Paul actually got to Jerusalem, he was already in Caesarea. That's when Philip the Evangelist was there, and that's when Agabus prophesied about the belt, about whoever this belt belonged to the man, he's going to be captured. He's going to be taken by the Gentiles. So Paul now was just there in Caesarea. He was doing fine in Caesarea, but now he goes back to Caesarea, locked up. So Felix command that Paul be guarded until the accusers arrive. So now Paul is held down, and he's going to be held for five days until the accusers come here, which is Ananias and more Jewish people come. So Paul is actually cared for here and given a good trial. Point number two. Now we see Paul and the accusers before Felix. You see right there in chapter 24, verse 1. And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down. You guys mean remember Ananias and Caiphas. Caiaphas one of the what was the high priest before Ananias? Caiphas. Now Ananias, the high priest. That's the one Paul talked to in the past, and Paul was like, I didn't know who you were. So Ananias come to Caesarea. With the elders and Tertullus, after Ananias and the elder put shade on Paul, Tertullus gets up and tried to sweet talk Felix, and he commends Felix on many great things he has been doing. So then Tertullus tells Felix, "Can you please do something with this Paul?" So one of the things he mentioned here about Tertullus mentioned. Hear about the uh, uh uh Felix said, Through you, we enjoy much peace. The brother T, that's politicianism. Felix, Felix, we enjoy much peace. These are Jews, they should know that peace only come from God, and they are here celebrating Felix from you. What peace comes from? Excellent, said Felix. since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, we form. Look about the community around Israel now. Your reforms have been made for this nation in every way and everywhere. We accept this with gratitude. Anything you give us, Felix, we accept it. We love you, Felix. You're the greatest governor around, Felix. We Felix, you're the best we ever had. That's the type of posture they were doing. They were trying to rub shoulders with Felix. The Felix truly he said, with something with gratitude, and he moves on and said, uh, uh, Tutulus moves on and said, But to detain you no further, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly. For we have found this man a plague. They call Paul a plague. One who stirs up riots. Think about this, family. Now, at the time, who was over the governor, the Roman governor? Who's over the Roman government? C- Caesar. It'd be Caesar over the Roman government. And so right here, though, is that this is the time right now the Roman governor, I mean the Roman Caesar, he would be over pretty much almost over the whole world almost. But he would put governors in place. Like in Arkansas, we have governor, what's the governor's name? hey There you go. Acy, I don't know your governor. You have governor here, governor in different states, right? Then you have like the president over all the governors type deal. Well, at this time, the Romans have governors everywhere. And one thing about it is that the governors are there to keep peace. If any rise happened and can take over that land, now the Roman governor got to come. Now the Roman Caesar has to send somebody to take the land back over. So the Roman governor is to keep everything peace in the land. So the last thing they want to hear and I got a chance to see one when I was in Israel at Masada. It it was crazy up and out. It was the last standing Jewish sect in Masada. I'll tell you guys about it. The last thing that a Roman governor want to hear or the Roman season want to hear is a riot that's happening. So right now they're about to throw Paul in the bus now. that Paul is causing a riot against the governor of Rome. Paul is starting a riot here. He's, he's a play to what we're doing here. But not only Paul, he said the leaders of the Nazarene. Well, another name for Christians, another name for the word way is Nazarene. Nazarene. So if you guys want to be missionary to the Middle East, anybody want to go to Pakistan or Afghanistan, if you want to go anywhere to Iran or go to in different places, they won't call people Christians. They won't call them disciples. They won't call them the way. They call them Nazarenes. You might even see Christians in the Middle East, they have an Arabic symbol, which is the nun. The Arabic symbol that they have is actually an N, meaning Nazarene. And Nazarene mentions represent the Christian faith. Why you say that? The Nazarene is given to several Christians because Jesus was from Nazareth so Jesus was from Nazareth so these Nazarenes are considered the ones that are followers of Jesus so Tertullus kept going on and on then he even said Paul tried to profane the temple too if he profane the temple at Rome that he's going against everything all the laws that we agreed upon with you guys Paul is doing everything against that and many more agree with Tutulus. they are trying their best to get Paul killed by Felix and so it seems that Paul, if Paul is not going to get out of this. So Fetus nodded Paul to reply to these accusations. And how did Paul do on this? Paul replied, knowing that for many years you have been a, been a judge over this name, land, nation. I cheerfully make my defense. You can be, and Paul didn't go in and say my excellent, which is at times he does, honor the government and things of that nature. But Paul goes straight into it. I cheerfully make my defense. Cheerfully, he says this. He doesn't do this in, in fear. He does it cheerfully. Because they lying. He don't have to be afraid. They lying on this man. You can verify that it's not more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. And they did not find me disputing with anyone stirring up a crowd, either in the temple. How do we know this? Because when the first place that Paul went when he went to Jerusalem was to James, the brothers, and the brothers encouraged him. And one of the things James said, that yes, there's a lot of gossip going on. Paul, you got four brothers. You and them going to get purified together. So if they say anything, you already got purified if they have anything to say. So Paul had everything checked off the list, but they still found offense against Paul. Paul said, "Paul said that I confess to you that according to the way which they call it set, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. When it said the law is what, Moses. the first five books of the law, the laws of Moses, right? The first five books: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The prophets are what, the major prophets and the minor prophets." So he talks about like the oh pretty much the Old Testament. He doesn't say writings here, but normally he's kind of summarizing pretty much. He obeyed everything in the Old Testament. I keep God's word. I'm holding to God's word, having hope in God. With these men themselves accept, they accept this. They say they accept this, right? They say they keep these things. They say they hold on to these things. And so we know these are not Sadducees either. How do we know these are Jews, uh, these Pharisees? Because right here that there would be a resurrection both for just and and unjust, so I always take pain to have that clear conscience. And he mentions about um, the resurrection. And so right now is that the sacrosity didn't accept the resurrection. So right here it's meaning that now these must be Pharisees or the that was there that actually also agreed with the resurrection. You got to think about it too. You remember that the Pharisees, the one that said, we find no fault in him because the Sadducees they didn't believe in the resurrection. So the Pharisees defended him. But now we see Pharisees are before him. Now they're not defending him. Did y'all catch that? The Pharisees are so wishy-washy. One minute, they're okay with accepting Paul and, 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 and defending him against the Sadducees. But now they went to, to, to pretty much slay him before the Roman government. It's a family. We probably can relate to this. As Christians, family and people will bring things against us. They will bring accusations against us. If it happened to happen to you yet, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's always gonna be accusation that come upon the Christian life it's always going to be accusations. It's always going to be somebody that finds something about you or they might have heard about you or they thought about you. We don't get a pass, but trying to live for Christ, somebody always will do it. And I'm not saying we don't do things and bring things on our said. Yes, we do. But for the most part, by walking in faithfulness to Christ, people will always say something about you. Huh, she thinks she's better than us or he thinks he's better than us. Who does she think she is? Or who does he think he is? The world will always try to bring a fault against God's people. It's going to come. That don't mean we get profit, right, and fight against it and say, well, since they're going to bring things up, let me just keep making them stuff then for them to fight about. That's not what it's saying here. By living a faithful life in peace for the glory of God, people are going to bring things out on you. Ain't no way around it. But again, family, as a Christian church, that shouldn't be not so for us. We should be throwing alley-oops to each other. Man, I want this brother to succeed. I want this sister to succeed. Family, we see so much jealousy and so much friction that happen in churches every day. We should be a place of harmony. We should be a place defending each other. Caring for each other. Family, we need to repent. Because we don't look like that at times. We even see here that Paul, the same Pharisees, right? That have defended Paul with the Sadducees are the same Pharisees now that leave him out to rot. Family, the beautiful bride of Christ. That was was purchased by the blood of Jesus. Jesus laid his life down for his bride. I'm gonna tell you what, I love my wife. I love my bride. She's beautiful. I care about my bride. And I don't want anyone, anyone try to disrespect my bride. I'ma stand for. I'ma stand up for. I'ma care for my bride. But guess what? Way more than standing up for my bride, Christ stands up for his bride, is the church. When we talk about each other, when we down each other, guess what? We're doing the same thing to Christ. We don't, it don't hit us now because we, we've been doing it for so long. It, it doesn't, I, I mean, with something like this, we all should be weeping right now. But it don't hit us because we don't see how precious the bride really means to Jesus. If we understand what the precious bride means to Jesus, we should be crying and weeping on how we treat each other. And I'm the first one included. So family, we are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. We should be building one another up, caring for one another. Not waiting and looking for a brother to follow. I got you. Oh, I got you, sister. I got you. That should not be us. We shouldn't be like these Jews right here that are not believers. We should be better than this. So family, may we be a bride of Christ. That we hear one another, even myself, talking about someone else. Family, stop me in my tracks. Say, brother, that's your brother in Christ. Or family, that's your sister in Christ. But it might not rub us as much because we're so comfortable with doing it. But maybe there'll be a day to repent. May it be a day to repent that we honor Jesus in all what we do and all that we say. Because this is sad what has happened to Paul. But those that say they hold on to the law. May we be better than this. May we look like the bride that Christ has called us to be. May we be a faithful bride. May we do it. So as Paul defended and himself and said these things now the Roman governors right here and now we see the Pharisees they come back and stab him so what about Governor Felix now he's going to be Paul's side all the way through right point number three as we end here Felix ordered Paul to be kept in custody with liberties Paul, it seems like Felix is, is on, on point here we see now that the Jews are hoping that Felix condemn Paul but Felix has already heard about the group called the way so he does not condemn Paul He stalled by saying that he will wait until Lysia, the tribune, need to come first before he make a decision. Look at verse 23. Then he gave order to the centurion that he should be kept in custody but have some liberties, and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending his need. So Paul is given liberties while under custody, but he was able to still have visitors here. That's amazing, right, to be locked up and have visitors coming in as they please. How was that Greg? When you got locked up Greg, did you ever have visitors? You didn't have no visitors? Put something on your, uh, on your books. All right. You didn't have good like Paul. The Lord was kind to him. The Lord even allowed the people, his enemies, the, 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 the Felix in the, in the government to actually give his brother liberties. But also the Lord is kind to of Paul by already exposing Felix to Christianity. Felix wanted to talk to Paul more about this way. So Philip and his wife, Jerusalem, had Paul speak. And Paul spoke about his faith in Christ Jesus. This is bold right here that the Lord opened up the door that Paul can speak about who Christ is to them. So Paul is honest about his relationship to the way. He truly wasn't ashamed. Luke tells us this. He reasoned about the righteousness and self-control in the coming judgment. Right, that's the we talk. That's gospel stuff, isn't it? The righteousness, right? Righteousness only comes from Christ. Self-control as you come into Christ. You got to what die to self, self-control, and the common judgment for those who are not in Christ. Family, Paul had a good time in the gospel, referring to actual Felix and his wife. And Felix was alarmed. it tells in the text. Look at the text. It said Felix was alarmed. One person says this. Felix was brought under conviction when Paul discoursed. On the righteousness, self-control and judgment comes. Well, he should. For his marriage to Jusela, this is history, and listen to this. And I think this is from Josephus. Well, he should, for his marriage with Jusela, was his third, and he had to break up another marriage to secure her. His regime was, was marked by injustices that contrasted with the righteousness of God. He was a man of grossly lacking self-control. So Paul said self control, he said righteousness. Paul was throwing shots right at this man. It reminds me of Hare when John the Baptist talked about it when they killed John the Baptist. So this man right here is on his third wife. And actually he had to break up another marriage to marry this woman. So this man is terrible with self control. And Paul goes, he goes on and said, the duplicity. And the greed of Phyllis seen as in his desire to be bribed by Paul. And Felix knew Paul was an innocent, but he kept him locked up. So Felix had a bribe of Paul, or he bribed him. Look in verse twenty-six. In the same time, he hoped that money would be given to him by Paul. Isn't that sad now? Now, Felix has helped him out, right, and protected him, but now Felix wants money from him. Paul has enemies from everywhere. He has it now. Now, Governor Fetus won money from him. The Jews after him. Only thing Paul has now, he has his brothers from Jerusalem. Family, the world is against us again. That was against Paul. That was against Paul in his day. The world was. Even a professing believer was against him. Family, look around us today. First of all, with atheism, Buddhism, all the different beliefs beliefs in the world, Gnosticism, all these different things are against biblical Christianity. But also, family, we even have other false evangelical churches that biblical Christianity. Do we truly understand what we're up against? Family, it's really us against the world. Us that are those in Christ, we are against the whole world. When I say against the world, the whole world is coming for us. They want us to close our mouths. They want us to give in to sin. They want us to look like the world. The whole world wants that after us. And you guys might be asking, like, man, Crescent, that's a lot to be able to deal with, isn't it? There's no way I can do all this myself. There's no way. That's the good thing about it, that even when the world is against us, we can't hold ourselves up. We have a savior that's stronger than all the enemies of this world that can hold us up when we can't hold ourselves up. So yes, it is a lot. When enemies have been a stab in your back, right? That's close to you. When enemies are far off gonna shoot an arrow at you. When enemies over here that are all around you, family, you cannot find every enemy in your life. You can't find that every coworker that doesn't mean well for you. You can't find every friend that doesn't mean well for you. There's no way you can find all these things out, but it's one that is heaven that knows all things, and we can trust him when the world is against us. That's the benefit that we have in Christ. The world doesn't have this, but we have it in Christ. Even when the world is against us, Christ holds us up. Do you believe that? Again, I talked about this morning. Is this just cliches? Is this as cliches, churchy, churches, I'm here on Sunday, clap hand, let's go home. Family, let this resonate to us. There are people against you right now that are in your life. There are people that are against you in your life, there are people that you don't know that are against you. But one thing good about it, we don't have to worry about who those people are. Because the battle that you want to be yours, is not yours at all. It truly is the Lord's. Do we battle? We fight? Yes. We fight against all these other things that happening. There's a spiritual warfare that's happening. But ultimately, the one that wins the battle is Jesus. Yeah, we fight. We fight, we fight, we fight. But he is the one, is our true general. He is the one that's going to bring us through. He is the one that's going to conquer. And as he conquered family, we will conquer. So I say this today again. Do you believe this? Do you truly believe this? If we truly believe that Christ is our only hope, family, let us walk in this. Let us walk into this. And let no one bash one another within the body of Christ. Let Christ's Redeeming Church be the light in this community. Let Christ's Redeeming Church be an encouragement in this community with someone broken in our community. Family, would you stand for this community? Would you stand for Christ's redeemer? Can we be that bright light in our community for those that won't want to stand with Christ's redeemer? Might we encourage them? Might we encourage them to consider growing in faith with us? And i tell you this. As we stand for faith, I stand for Christ, Christ keeps us and gives us grace. Just like he did with Paul here. And it ends off with this. When two years have elapsed, Felix has seceded, My to Festus, designed to be due Jews a favor. Felix left Paul in prison. He stayed in prison for two years. But one thing about it, Peter, I mean, you say Peter, Paul is cared for. So no matter if we do get locked up, no matter what the word might bring against us, the Lord's going to keep us. He's going to keep us until our job is done on this earth. Then he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So all of us sitting in this room that are believers in here, he haven't came back yet. He haven't came back yet. So family, we got work to do. So we can stand on truth until that glorious day he returns. And as he returned, he's going to take us to glory with him. So let's be encouraged here as we heard about Paul. Lord, Lord's, Lord's willing now, next week, we're going to be hearing about Paul appeal to Caesar now. Paul's going to be here at Caesarea with the governor. Next, he's going to appeal to Caesar. Then eventually, we're going to meet about Agrippa and Bernice, and we'll be finishing up here in a couple weeks. I think we're at mid, we're beginning of, um, beginning of uh, uh, May, we'll be finishing up, in um, Acts 28, we'll be finished with the book of Acts. So let me pray for us, and let's do communion together.